Welcome to another episode of Pro-Am Disc Golf. I'm Gavin Goodwin. And I'm Chris Tolesbo. I am your amateur. And I'm your professional. And uh, we're back. 2019. Second episode. Episode 2, season 2. Well, I've been keeping the two, numbers three. on the titles the same. No, they should be. I was just... Just continually, you know... Trying like, to hype up season 2 again. Yeah, no, season 2, episode 2. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, like... I guess we could do, uh, no, we'll no, just, keep we'll just, we're just going to keep the, yeah. I'm was talking to my son about superheroes before. So I was thinking along those lines and, you know, numbers, <laughs> at, you know, addition numbers and stuff. So we'll just keep it this way. Anyway, math. Uh, so we are still working our way through the, uh, these hypotheticals and emails. So, cause you guys are awesome. Yeah. We really appreciate it. So, uh, we're, we're just going to keep plugging through these. And also I don't think I've played disc golf in a while. Have you? Uh, no. I was so busy it's with holidays. It's probably been two weeks. And it's been super cold. Yeah, between so. cold snow and getting tattooed, I have found excuses to not. I think the last time I played may have been when we played together last With time. Alex? Yeah, and I actually shot pretty well, didn't I? Yeah, that was a good day. That was a good day for me. I was like three over or something like that. Yeah, you were even through like eight. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then I just had a hole where it just fell apart. Yeah. But it was a good day. Yeah. Well, no, I was even through more than that. Yeah, I think. It, was, it was a lot. I think I was even through like 12 or something. Yeah. I don't know. It was good. Yeah. It was, good. It was, it was a good day for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, guys, I can play well sometimes. So go throw Frisbees for me because I miss it. Yeah. I'm going to go play tomorrow, which is Friday the something. Not the, the 13th, unfortunately. I know. Friday the 11th. And uh, I'm excited about it. I have... Barring kids that need to stay home from school because they're sick, which hopefully won't happen, I am going to go play disc golf. Yeah. Because I am finally getting over the flu that I've been fighting. So. And it's warmer now. It was like 40 today. It's supposed so to cold. rain tonight. So maybe yeah. tomorrow will be decent. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll clear out some of the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, it was so bitter. Did we talk about how cold it was last week? How Probably. Cold it's, been here? it's miserable at times. Yeah. No, it was well below zero when I was up like teaching skiing the week after Christmas. I got frostbite on oh no on one of my toes like uh, not enough that it like I needed to go to the hospital or anything mm-hmm. but enough that my toe tur- now turned black and it just was very very painful so I actually couldn't put on a ski boot because oh, no. my toe hurt which is kind of funny funny that your toe hurts I I like yeah my my uh, middle toe I guess on my left foot uh, I'm probably gonna lose that nail which is super fun no. <laughs> Ah. Anyway, I uh, hope you're eating. I just ate. While we're, while we're talking about this, everybody. Uh, all right. Uh, back to emails uh, from Marquise. Marquise? Mm-hmm. Bernal? That's oh, my guess. Uh, hi, Gavin and Chris. First off, thank you both for all you do. You're welcome. No doubt you guys take on this podcast weekly because you love disc golf and want to share with us who also love disc golf. And I want you to know that we appreciate it very much. Oh, uh, we appreciate you. I was going to make a joke about how we do it for the money, but I think you guys know that there's no money that comes into <laughs> this. Uh, but yeah, that's exactly why we do it. We like disc golf and um, I must like hearing myself talk. And we think we're funny and <laughs> yeah, there's a list we've written out. But I think disc golf was probably near the top. <laughs> um, <coughs> yep. Should be. Uh, here are some hypotheticals to use on the show. Well, here you go, Marquis. Would you rather have the ability to be on the PDGA DGPT, Disc Golf Pro Tour? Okay. Uh, for a year completely paid for, 
but never finish inside the top 50 or be able to only to go to only one event of your choice and win it. Um, let's just stop there on this one. What say you, Chris? To me, this depends on where I'm at in my life. Um, asking me today, I would rather go on tour and never win anything because somebody's paying for me to go anyway. Um, touring kind of sounds like fun. I've wanted a van for a while. And I'd get to see all the disc golf friends every week and most of the country, which would be super cool. Um, if you ask me in a few years when I'm less free scheduled, it very well may be the opposite because it would be cool to show up, win, and then disappear again. Just be that guy. And then it would fit into a more rigorous schedule easier as well. Um, for me, I, I'm guessing our listeners are going to probably be able to pick this. I would choose the opposite uh, because... Being on the tour has zero appeal to me right now. Like I've just yep. with my wife and my my interests, it just doesn't appeal to me to be on the tour. And when I'm hearing completely paid for, um, I'm not taking that to mean I will make a comfortable living. What I'm taking that to mean is my basic expenses will be covered. So I'll be at KOAs and Motel Sixes, probably, and uh, eating fast food and have my entry fees covered. It's, Which to me, for a year at where I am in my life, does not sound like the most fun thing. And see, in the that world. still sounds fun to me. Uh, for a time, that would be fun, but not yeah. for a whole year. Yeah, not at all. Um, and if I could show up to an event of my choice and win it, well, then I am definitely showing up to Worlds, and I am definitely going to win <laughs> it, and I am definitely going to walk away a world champion. That's and that'd be rad. Like he went from a what is my. PDGA score like rating like a six Just six eleven six something yeah <laughs> to, to world champion <laughs> that'd be pretty great um, but that is a good question I like that yeah, one. I do too all right here's a doubles hypothetical that's hard to say doubles hypothetical would you rather play doubles with a barbershop quartet member ugh, that never stops singing or a stand up comic who makes fun of you and is part of disc golf the whole round ooh that is hard really. Yeah, what are you saying? Oh, barbershop quartet. Hands down. I love singing. And having a good singer with me, I would be so happy. I'd be doing cartwheels all day. See, what I'm picturing here, though, is like just the like high tenor who's just hitting like He's four just harmonizing with nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> la la. I'd still, I'd still like it. It'd yeah. make me happy. I'd rather have the deep bass just occasionally like boom, boom. <laughs> See, even that makes me happy. And uh, I actually do hang out with stand-up sometimes through doing my improv. Um, And for the most part, I like them. But if they're just trying to make fun of you the entire time, that gets very tedious. And I'm also assuming that this is not like, uh, what's a comic I can say that's going to be politically correct? It's not Brian Posehn that I'm I'm playing with. It's not somebody that actually is funny. (laughs) I'm 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 picturing the guy who you know does open mics in his small town, and uh, has been doing it for 25 years and has never gotten past that level, and uh, that to me would just be very grating. So I guess I'm going to have to pick the barbershop quartet guy as well, because I can put in headphones and ignore that. I, I think the singer might be louder than the comic if you're going to headphone your way out. But uh, I feel like. <gasps> What if what if you put in headphones and listen to that barbershop quartet? And oh, and he just heard just him sings harmonize along, unbeknownst to well, him. Well, that would be hard, but yeah, 
You just have to ask him what song he's going to sing, and then you play it. So, okay, now, does the barbershop... Oh, he never stops singing. So I was going to say, can you have a conversation? But he never stops singing. But can he sing in a conversation? Like, I mean, he could pull he could yeah. pull lyrics from... The My family moved to New Orleans <laughs> when I was 12. Yeah. Uh, but Clint, probably, probably no to conversation. I'm going to say the barbershop guy, though, still. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, yeah. If I'm with somebody that I actually like and is very funny then that would be great if would, i'm if i'm gonna go play around a disc golf with jerry seinfeld of course he's gonna make fun of me the whole oh, time in the sport fun, that'd be awesome i love seinfeld but if i'm with the dude who's uh you know who i described earlier mm-hmm. um not 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 gonna be as much fun and who is more likely to stay happy somebody who's singing or somebody who's talking jokes about how much they hate what they're doing yeah, good singer. point. All right. So he's better company, I guess too. that's one of the few that we're just going the same way on. Barbershop yes. Quartet. Uh, that's all it took. Both of them would be would, would become tedious. Yeah, sub, sub-ideal. Oh, no. He's got a last disc golf story here, too. Or last disc. Oh. Uh, all right. Now my last disc story. There's a hole at my local disc golf course. Buffum? I'm sorry. This does not... This seems like a dirty word. Buffumville? B-U-F... Maybe F- that's a typo. U-M-B-I-L-L-E. It's not a typo. Look how, look how well articulated he is. Well, I mean, how would that autocorrect to that? I don't know. Buffumville. Uh, damn hole. See, that sounds I did, like... I did try to go find this on Simon's Instagram per request. Uh, his Instagram is hard to navigate, and there's a lot of disc golf stuff. So I apologize that I didn't find huh. it. Okay. But that that sounds like a dirty word, right? Buffum dam? Buffumville. Yeah. That sounds like a, like some kind of like... Lazy euphemism. Um, <laughs> hole nine. You can find it on Simon Lozette's Instagram page. He posted a picture of it a few months back where you have to throw 340 feet to cross either pond on the right or OB loose rock wall on the left oh. with a small walking path in the center. So I'm just going to be OB or wet because I can't throw that far. I think I actually know what hole that is um, by description. I mean, unless it's like you've got a ton of elevation where you're throwing from, but I don't know. Uh, with a small walk path in the center that depending on which local you ask is sometimes inbound, sometimes not. I love that. <laughs> but anyways, I've thrown countless discs in the water on that hole this year. I decided that I'm going to throw every time. Good for you. From the long tee, because if I don't keep trying, how will I ever know if I can make it across? Love it. Um, I mean, you could throw in a field and see if you're getting you know, 360 feet. But then you still have to come back and check in. On that hole. Well, I know, but you can practice in a field and you know save yourself some money. But I, I am. <laughs> I all love. For I that. love like, the ambition. No, I do. I love that. Uh, there's a park that in Provo that is not that long that has a pond that was always fun to just try to go for it on. Nice. Um, and I usually made it. And now thinking back, I'm like, I was not throwing far then, so it's probably like 200 feet. <laughs> but it was intimidating at the time. Yeah. Um, okay. But anyways, I've thrown countless. Okay, da, 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 da. finally. Okay, um, finally, just started a month about a month ago. I threw my Page Pierce stamped Biofusion Defender across. Okay. Ooh, good for you. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was just trying to make sense of that, but he made it over the pond. Yeah. Since then, the water has frozen over. Oh, that's nice. So that's, if I don't, that's when you try. I am so nervous walking out on frozen water. It's. Kind of fun. I haven't fallen through yet. I know, but I feel like I'm just gonna like go right in. Yep. Um, that uh, that's, Some, that's someday a, I will. I think that's a phobia of mine. Like if I 
I am fine walking on frozen water if it's like a frozen puddle and I know that it's completely frozen solid. Mm-hmm. Um, Lakes are uncertain. Even like walking out where the ice road truckers go would make me nervous, I think. Wow. I okay. just, I think that's a phobia of mine, just falling through water. I have fallen into frozen water, like freezing water before near i've fallen in water where there's ice i've never fallen through ice mm-hmm. and i've been fine and i've gotten out like that that doesn't freak me out as much as just falling, falling through, through the water okay and i don't know yeah it, i guess that's a phobia of mine that thankfully i don't have to encounter all that often <laughs> um don't, all right don't play toads in the winter uh okay since then the water is frozen over so if i don't crank it the whole way across i can usually get a good skip off the ice that's so fun i love it and over to the other side kind of cheating not no cheating. not cheating at all situational that's advantage yep that's finesse way to take advantage anyways i'm wondering if either of you have ever faced a situation during your progression in disc golf where you've overcome a big obstacle like throwing a specific distance <coughs> to make it across a pond as in my example excuse me thanks for your time guys mark oh pronounced marcus. marcus dang it marquise marquis de Sade. i'm sure you've gotten that before marcus fyi all right Okay, Marcus, FYI. Um, I don't know that I've... I haven't had an instance like that. But... Oh, no. Actually, you know what? I'm thinking of one right now. Um, Which hole is it at Creekside where you're throwing the pins usually close to the water and you have to... Th- if you... You can play it safe and stay in bounds. 17. Does it 17? No, it's not 17. 14. Something like that. Not 14. It's the second... It's the one where the water comes right in front of the tee. Yes. To me, that's 14. Just after the tunnel shot thing. Yeah. Okay, whatever one. They keep changing the numbers there. So that hole. Uh, and it's not a very deep river. If I've found plenty of discs in the water, you can tread in and get them. Um, you will get your socks wet, and I've done that in the wintertime too, mm-hmm. which isn't the most fun. But um, you can get your disc back, so it's not the same type of thing where it's just gone or you're fishing with a retriever forever. Um, but trusting myself to be able to throw that instead of playing safe – because it's the disc, the pin is pretty much straight ahead from mm-hmm. the uh, the tee pad. And so right hand, backhand, the better play is to throw over the water and let it. Pretty much the whole way. Yeah. And, and then let just it, finish back. Exactly. And so when I felt confident enough to do that and start getting it close to the pin, I think last time I played that I birdied it. Mm, yeah, it almost went in. Actually. Oh, it did. Yeah, that was yeah, near it ace. It was probably like three feet behind the basket. That was that was great. Yeah. Uh, that was a really cool thing for me to know that I could do that. Um but it's not that far. How far are you throwing there? Like 260? The shortest one is 200. The longest one is 300. Okay. So. Two to 300. Yeah. One of those. Where was it when we were throwing last? It was either short or second short. So two, second 250 short. or. Okay. 240. Anyway. Somewhere in there. But that, that would be the shot. closest that I've gotten. It, it feels really good to be able to feel like I can throw that now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've probably mentioned this story before, but the biggest, I'll call it like a hurdle or a step for my, for me in throwing um, I picked this game up and I was garbage at first. Like I wasn't one of those natural, like, Oh, I'll try this and be good at it. Like most things I do. So I was having a hard time, but a few months in some guy, I wish I remembered who I never will. I don't know if, if, if it's you right in. Yeah, seriously. He was older. He was like, Hey, what are you throwing? And I showed him all my super high speed stuff. And he's like, you're an idiot. What else do you have? And I was like, but these are dumb. These don't, they're not fast. And I had it in my bag. I pulled out a blue road runner, slow, flippy fairway driver. And he's like, throw this one. And I threw it and it popped up. It drifted right, came back. And it went like 300 feet when I'd been throwing like 150 feet. And just seeing that first flight, it was like immediately, I get it. Something clicked. I don't know why it took that long. 
I don't know who he was. Thank you, mystery man. Um, but that's the biggest distance breakthrough I had. Um, for a while I was working on throwing farther, uh, tried to get to 600. I hit it like three times in my life. Um, throwing far in Utah is hard. So I gave up on that cause it started making me really tired and not better. So let that one go. Um, but once, once you have four, also, you don't need, no one needs to throw 600. No, not really. It's kind of drifting that way though. Par three, par's getting lower for holes getting longer. That's true. There are um, 575 foot par threes now. That's true. But you still don't need to throw 600 to, to no, make no, no, par no, on that. Not at all. You need to throw 400. Yeah. 300. But if you're throwing five, then you're in great shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, I don't have any other than solitude. I guess that was kind of a threshold for me. But that's more about throwing a good shot than throwing far. The last hole is like a thousand feet down a hill, just straight. Still Get a disc to go straight as long as you can. So the first time I got all the way down to the bottom was super exciting. Um, but again, that's not more like a distance feel good. That's like I threw a good shot feel good. So those are probably my two, not quite distance examples, but obstacles that I've met in growing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, Marcus. Um, we appreciate it. Write in some more. Um, the next one, Andrew, Andrew was writing in about winning. Uh, so uh, this one comes via oh, we Facebook. Didn't, we didn't do Andrews. Did he have? Oh, he did have one in there. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm, maybe he wrote in a couple emails, so I'm getting confused. Uh, from Andrew. Hey, guys. Love the show. I feel like I've learned a lot from it. Hey, that means we're educational. Oh, geez. Yeah, I'm that? just seeing a second email. We're educational. Oh, that's nice. We should get a grant. We could probably get funded. You, know how to, you, you went to you went to grad school. You should know how to get a grant. Yeah, especially from NSF. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's just <laughs> we, come we back talk, real we quick. We really do talk about physics, though. I, I could I could try. We came up with some new laws of Newton, like you know, the disc will <laughs> hit a, tr- a new disc will find a tree. <gasps> Speaking of hitting trees, if you guys like comical disc golf commentary videos, check out the new Central Coast. I don't remember what tournament it was, but they captioned it with something like guest commentator. It's hilarious. Check it out. I don't want to say too much more than that. All right. Um, anyway, Andrew's Heiser hey, Theticals. Will you put up a link to that maybe on Instagram or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I can do that. Okay. Okay. Um, you have to play around with super lightweight discs in crazy wind or play in perfect conditions with just a mini. Ooh, that's Ooh, a great question. One. Go. I'm going to the crazy wind. Why? Because I think it'd just be fun. I, I played around in crazy wind when I was in Nebraska. And it was a lot of fun. And there were a bunch of kids and, you know, like they would pick it up, throw it five, seven feet, and then pick it up again and throw it five or seven feet or pick it up and would go behind them. I mean, literally we had discs that people would release and they would fly behind them further than they could throw them forward because it was that windy. And it was a lot of fun. And you just did not take it seriously. There was no interest in trying to score Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. It was just fun. Yep. So So I would say that one. Uh, And... I like throwing a minis around. I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. But if it's perfect conditions, I think I would just want to actually play. Yeah. So that's, that's fair. Uh, super lightweight in a lot of wind is hysterical. Uh, you never know what you're going to get. Um, if you'll let me throw juniors instead of minis, I will take the juniors. No, that's not what he said. But they are minis. They're approved for marking. Well, no, that's, but we know what he's talking about, Chris. I don't know what he's talking Does about. Does it fit in your, mini mar- in your mini pouch on your bag? I don't know. If no, it's in it one of them. 
But there's like the commander has the one in the front and the one in the side. The one on the side is actually for scorecards, I think. Yeah. So if the mini's the one in the front, then it does fit. <sighs> Can you shoot it out of a wrist rocket? Probably not. Not well. I bet. I bet we could. We'll take. I'll take some out. Right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, perfect conditions with juniors, not mini because the minis hurt me to throw. I don't know why. I'm just dumb and I can't figure it out. Well, because they're not really meant to be thrown. Uh, at least not far. Watch the champs versus chumps. I'm just going to keep plugging disc golf videos. Uh, watch the champs versus chumps with Paul McBeth and Anthony Barella. Well, because someone can throw it doesn't mean that it's what's supposed to happen. Some Tor- of them, some of them are meant to be thrown. People invented torches for a light. They didn't invent them to juggle, but it's pretty rad when people juggle with them. <laughs> okay, that's the farthest stretch of an example. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. No, they're designed to fly. It's it's disc. <laughs> it's molded as a disc. It's just like anything. Well, but okay, fair enough. Yeah, but, but watch watch AB. Yeah. Anyway, I do. I really do enjoy throwing them though. They're Next great question. For indoors. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Go uh, ahead. Next one. <clears throat> Every disc you throw turns into a thrower. Oh, oh my god! Dreaded throwers. Have you played with me? Without any predictability. That's thrower. I think thrower by definition carries unpredictability. <laughs> um, or every throw goes the distance you want but fades the wrong way. Oh. So you can't and you can't compensate for that. No, you can't. You can't plan. Holy cow! So wherever you want to land, it's going to be the right distance but the wrong way so but if you're if you're okay i'm gonna clarify here if you're throwing a straight shot does it finish straight well no because it's we, physics everything fades one way or the other everything will fade right hand backhand for us everything will fade to the left eventually just at a different rate um so it's, it's almost like if you think you're throwing an understable disc you're not if you think you're throwing an overstable disc you're not I guess. Because that's the only yeah. way that they would like kind of flip and turn. Yeah, and if you want it to go left, it's going to go right. If you want it to go right, it's going to go left. <sighs> wow. And and you throw a backhand and it ends up like a forehand. You know what? Vice versa. <clears throat> I know my answer. Uh, I know mine. Am I going first? Uh, who went first on the last one? You did. Okay, you so went first. Go. I would take the right distance and fade the wrong way. Mostly, okay, bear with me here. Most of my argument comes from we give lefties a lot of crap in this game. And if my shots faded the wrong way, I'd be throwing left-handed shots right-handed. And that would just be amazing to watch. So even if I'm not scoring well, like that's fine. I'm doing cool things. I'm but taking the backwards. The feed. wrong way you want it to go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I always, I always want them to go left. That's all I do. Okay. So they always go right now. So even though I'm trying to go over there, they're going backwards. It's doing cool things. I'm going to say, I know this probably isn't the answer you're looking for. I think that's the day that I quit disc golf because what? No, the, what? there wasn't an option three. I know. I know. But that's the, I'm not that good at this game as it is, but I have fun <laughs> trying to improve. But if I cannot ever throw a decent <laughs> shot, I can never get it to do, to go right or go correctly. Um, <clears throat> that means like a putt is going to fade the wrong way, you know? So Anything other than a like a, a drop in where it doesn't have a chance to actually have physics take hold of it is is gonna go the wrong way. Um, I'm gonna probably say ugh, I'm gonna say it goes the wrong way also because that's I have to give one of these answers. But <laughs> this is a really hard one. 
And that this just makes it not seem fun to me, honestly. The game is fun. The hypothetical is fun. But if that was how I was playing disc golf, I don't know that that would be fun anymore. I'm a little surprised that after all of the hypotheticals we've been through, that's where you pull out the I quit card. (laughs) Really? There have been some pretty weird ones. There have been. It's like thrillers, not that bad. Wrong way, kind of weird. Well, thrillers, I... I throw those often enough. I feel you. That and if that's all I could do, I would feel like I just didn't. This game is just not good for me. Like I can't. I'm yeah. not going to play this game. Yeah. You know, I've I've tried. It's just not working. It's something that's just not going to make sense for me, and, and my body doesn't want to do it. So okay. I'll go back to uh, you know anything else. Uh, right. But if I can at least get the distance, then that's something. I could enjoy field work, maybe. <laughs> if nothing yeah. else. Yeah. You just, there's no target. You just throw and it ends up somewhere and you're like, that's pretty good. Yeah. But I mean, I, geez, Louise, you're scoring so high on everything because I, I rely so much on fade on upshots, on putts, on everything. Yeah. You're pretty much not making a putt outside like 15 feet. In, because fifteen feet still going straight, then it starts to fade. You'll start missing because it'll be going the wrong way. You can't like try to feather it in at 15 feet. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. That'd be a high score either way. That is a that to me is a tough one. All Good right, question. Next one, doubles. Doubles. Uh, would you rather play with the pro of your choice using a dinner plate that does not break, or someone who has never picked up a disc before? All right. So who's throwing the dinner plate? Me or the pro? The pro. You get your bag. He okay. gets an unbreakable dinner plate, and that's it. Um, or someone who has never picked up a disc before. I'm gonna go with the pro. Dinner plates are, I think, the second most overstable thing I've ever thrown. Behind like a piece of cardboard. Yeah, cardboard is very overstated. They just immediately spiral. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the dinner plate. <clears throat> me too. Mostly because... As long as the TDs approved it for play in that tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Unsanctioned, no rules. Okay. I'm going to go with the dinner plate for sure because uh, Paul McBeth or an Eagle or a Ricky is going to play better than me with my full bag with a dinner plate. Yep, yep. My logic, like I was thinking... Ego with a dinner plate would probably still beat me. Like he's so oh, good yeah. at overstable stuff that you uh, you know what we should do that. We should get one of those Corian dinner plates, and you and I should go play. Oh god, because we could get like those hard plastic ones. That's what I mean. Like yeah. the Corian. That I didn't know that's that what they're called or whatever it's called. I don't. know. I think that's maybe what it's called. That'd but yeah, those ones that are fairly unbreakable. Maybe get two just in case. Over under double par. Uh, and then I will just throw my regular bag, and we'll see what happens. Oh gosh. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, maybe we'll just play nine holes that way. Yeah, or or yeah. less. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how long I can last with a dinner plate. Uh, prediction: fun, We both just end up throwing that dinner plate in the field, and having a blast with it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Trying to get it to go more than hundred feet. All right, I love that. Okay, this next one is great. This one had to happen. Thank you, Andrew, for yeah, why didn't anybody stepping up before? to the plate here? I didn't even see this coming. And of course, Bodie or Johnny Utah. I, I feel like you. This is just Gavin exclusive right here. Well, no, you got it. You got to chime in. Have you seen this movie? Yeah, but not in a long time. Okay. Uh, it's been a long time for me, but I've seen it many, many, many times. Yeah, I've seen it once. Um, I'm going to definitely go with Bodie on this one. I figured you would because that's what the scale is named after. Well, yeah. Right? It's not the Johnny scale. Also, uh, I mean, they're both exceptional. They would both be great. And Johnny was <clears> a uh, – what is he in the Rose Bowl? I can't remember. But he was a, he was a, a stellar quarterback in college. Uh Blew out his knee or his elbow, I can't remember which, but had an injury, so I had to join the FBI. Um, but Bodie is, uh, 
Keanu bias? You know what? It's going to be... I know I love Keanu Reeves. I am a Keanu Reeves apologist. Like, oh, hardcore. Okay. I'm a Keanu okay. Reeves apologist. Like, everybody that, that makes fun of Keanu Reeves with the, wow, wow, shut up. <laughs> Dude was in Bill and Ted's. It's perfect. Yep. Dude was in Point Break. Watch The Matrix. Watch freaking, uh, what are those new ones? Uh, John Wick. He's mm. great in those movies. I... He is a little weird in Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, but so is everyone. And that Gary Oldman's in that movie, and he's weird in that movie. Like no one, no one is great in that movie. It's a weird movie. Uh, it's super weird. You don't need to see Bram Stoker's Dracula. No, dude who made Godfather made it, and it is oh, bananas. Weird, but but Godfather is amazing. It's like what the highest rated movie ever. That or Godfather Two. <laughs> They're one two. I forget. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Bodie. Uh, no offense to Johnny Utah, but I'm going to go with Bodhi because that will prove my um, theory that Bodhi lives. Okay. And I'll take Johnny then so that we can hang out with both of them. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. And they'll, you know, they'll put it behind them. The bygones be bygones. And, yeah. And it'll be, you know, a good and, time. yeah, it'll be great. And you'll have the long haired Johnny Utah and I'll have the, the salty Bodhi just out, you know, in his wetsuit. It'll be great. Barefoot in a wetsuit. Patrick Swayze. Oh, man, we need another Patrick Swayze in our lives. Ugh. Have you ever seen Roadhouse? Nope. Need to? Okay. <laughs> Roadhouse is the best. I'll, I'll jot it down. And, have you ever seen Red Dawn, the original? Yeah. Old. With Patrick Swayze? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Patrick Swayze's the best. What was I looking at? Oh, my gosh. We should have a Patrick Swayze episode. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Um, Those were good. send off his disc to him? Uh, I think so. Okay. I feel perfect. like I did a while ago. If I didn't, let me know. Okay. But I also like that they were laughing that we gave them a choice and then didn't. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I sent it. If I didn't, let me know. I'll get it out. But thank you, Andrew. Those were uh, those were great. Um, okay. This one is from Clint Blaylock via Facebook. Straight Savage, uh, by the way. Straight Savage? What? This this question. Oh, okay. How's your thought Would you rather be 10 times better at skiing, Gavin? Volleyball Chris, or 10 times better at disc golf? Hmm, choices. All right, let me ask a clarifying question here. Um, Our tenfold increase in disc golf or skiing or volleyball, does that have a reciprocal effect on the other sport? No. Okay. So your skiing would stay and disc golf would go way up, or disc golf would stay and skiing would go way up? Oh, that's such an easy one for me. Skiing? No. Because you're a good enough skier. Yeah, I'm pretty damn good at skiing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the curse word. I don't want to put an explicit tag on this, but no, I'm, I'm not. I'm far from the best skier, and I'm far from as good as I've ever been. Mm-hmm. But I'm a pretty good skier, and I'm I'm as good as I need to be. If that makes sense. Yep. Um, especially for as often as I do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, if you if you were to get ten times better at skiing, you'd be Olympics. I don't know. No. Really? Um, I have skied with some guys who have competed in the olympics like that are on the u.s ski team and this is actually kind of a cool story so there's a dude named um scott nyman and sorry scott nyman is the father of steven nyman steven nyman uh was on the u.s team i think he still is um competed in the last two winter olympics um his dad used to run the ski school that i worked at at sundance and so he came 
to Sundance. And I believe, I could have this wrong. I could be misremembering this. Mm -hmm. But I believe he brought his good friend Ted Ligety with him. Oh. uh, As a U.S. gold medalist, which does not happen very often for U.S. to win a gold medal in an Alpine event. Um, And so because they were up there, like, and this was a mountain where it was slow enough, the ski school, so that we could kind of get away sometimes. You just Mm -hmm. didn't have a lot of lessons that day. And so everybody goes up and... um, really strong skiers just in the ski school, like very, very good, capable, technically good skiers. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not even the best among them, but I was very good. Um, could certainly hold my own. And so there's some excellent skiers here and we all start skiing down this bowl and I'm making great turns. Everybody's skiing pretty well. We're all having a good time. And I look back and, <laughs> uh, I believe Ted Ligley was there, but I don't know for sure. But Nyman was there and, skis it in a way that I just thought was impossible. Like couldn't do that. <laughs> like it's a different sport the way those guys are doing it. Yeah. Um, and to take it even, I've never skied with a woman on the team, but like Michaela Schifrin. Incredible. Uh, in Sochi, her slalom run is technically perfect. If you want to see a perfect ski run, which no one listening to this does, yeah, uh, YouTube her hey, small home run at Sochi. They like our movie talk. They might um, like skiing. That's true. It's I when I watched that at home. I was living in California at the time. I called my wife into the room and like kept backing it up on DVR and was like, "Look at this! It is perfect. It's technically perfect. She makes no wow. mistakes." Uh, I could not do that. And but if I were ten times better, I would. I bet. You, I if bet. I were ten times better, I don't have an interest in racing. Um, but if I were 10 times better, I could be sponsored. Yeah. You'd my, be a heli skier. Yeah. I would be like doing backcountry skiing and like mm-hmm. all mountain stuff and, yeah. and big mountain, probably big mountain competitions and stuff. I could, I could do that. If I were 10 times better than I am now, I would be in the, probably the middle of the pack of those guys to the bottom, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But if I were 10 times better at disc golf, then I would be one of the you'd better be players locally. You'd be winning yeah. tournaments. And ten times a is a lot. Ten times is a lot. If it were two or three, it'd be a very different question. Ten is like. I mean, if you're going by your, my PDGA score, um, I would be what, like a six thousand? Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's shooting a zero. <laughs> that's phenomenal. Every round. <laughs> that's that's Hawkeye level. Yeah, that's that's cheating. Oh, which by the way, we missed that. Uh, oh, did someone say that Bullseye's better? The last one, no, it did said Team Hawkeye. Oh no wonder Who you want to bring it the up. Last one, Andrews. Uh, yeah, said Team Hawkeye. No, he so. didn't. He absolutely did. Oh, shoot. Boo, I don't like you. <sighs> Just kidding. So what would, what would you do on this one, Chris? Volleyball this is a really hard question. Um, I feel like my volleyball skill and my disc golf skill compared to like the best, I'm probably a little bit closer in disc golf, but okay. I'm probably about the same amount of work away in both of them. Volleyball is much so more natural to me. If you were 10 times me, better in volleyball, I would be. I've never seen you play volleyball, but I'm guessing you would be playing for some team in Europe. Or, 10 times better, I'd be either playing professionally in Europe or on a beach tour. Yeah. And like actually making a very decent living. I would be making a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I mean, in, like, you're making. Playing for a team in Europe, you're making around. If you're, if you're one of the better figures. players. Yeah, you're for like. Sure. In, well, and in, like, the mid six figures, like yeah. 250, 300, for like seven month season or whatever they do. Yeah. But then the rest of the time you're on the U.S. national team and training for the Olympics and you got sponsorships. with it. Like you'd be making a very comfortable living. Yeah. Okay. So my answer is going to be volleyball based on that. I could play the six, seven month season or go on a beach tour in the summer. 
And then in the off time, I could still play disc golf and fund myself through volleyball. And then that way, being that good at volleyball, I could spend time improving at disc golf. I'm guessing that training that hard at volley- playing that much volleyball too would just help your disc golf because you're just going to be, be in such better shape. In better shape. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But if I were to be 10 times better. I guess the same thing would better, be true with me skiing and then I could play in the summer. 10 times but, better. It's so hard to scale. Uh, I feel like if I were 10 times better, I would be winning just about everything. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, sorry about just that. Just about it's, everything. Yeah, this is making you'd be winning just about every turn. Oh, if you were, t- if I were ten times better, I'd be winning every tournament. Right, ten times is a lot. Ten times is a lot, uh, and we would probably. I mean, be even the, even if you just scale ten times to making ten more putts, I'd still be winning just about everything. I wouldn't, but I would be in the mix. Yeah, for just about everything. But if I were, if I were ten times better than I am right now at disc golf, I would be the phenom of disc golf like you, you beyond win, michael right? jordan of disc golf like if throwing 300 feet is good then throwing 900 feet so is i'd be one of the good. three people in the world that actually makes a very comfortable living playing disc golf yeah hmm so i guess this well, so thinking question. about this i'm actually considering this a little bit more because i thought like i didn't really consider that i would be you know i would be um filming and traveling around the world and having those expenses paid for which would be pretty rad like somebody mm-hmm. to pay me to go ski the Ural mountains or to go up to canada or go heli skiing in alaska so they could take video of it mm-hmm. uh would be pretty awesome um that's this is tough it's time away from my family but not like an exorbitant amount of time because especially because you have an off season although you can travel you would follow the winners somewhat so you'd go like to south america and mm-hmm. australia and new zealand uh, I have to say volleyball because I had dreams of Olympics as a kid before I knew disc golf. So it's just rooted yeah, a little bit deeper not, for see, me. See, for me, they're both Olympic sports. Well, no, disc golf's an Olympic sport. Maybe Skiing, someday. The Olympics would be awesome. It sure really would be cool if it was an Olympic sport. The U.S. would win. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, Simon. Yeah. I Sorry, mean, Seppo. No, I mean, there's there, there are great there are few. I guess if it's an individual thing, yeah, then you have stacked. But yes, but if it's a team, yeah, we have... It's probably strongest here. Be like if they made American football an Olympic sport. No one's really going to yeah. hang with us. Nobody wants to. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. It's a good I'm gonna, question. But for where my life is right now, and I like my life for the most part, uh, I would have to say disc golf because I, if I were that good at skiing, well, I don't know. No, I wouldn't have to be traveling. I would just have those opportunities. And if you were 10 times better at skiing, you'd be good enough to get free protos, demos, everything every year. So you'd get all the new stuff for free just by being sponsored and being good. Yeah. Like one promo video a year and you get your, you know, 20 pairs of skis. Oh, I would I would have a sponsor probably. Absolutely. You know. So you could just um, get free skiing gear out of it too. That's true. And skiing is so fun. And so expensive. Um. Yeah, but it's already not terribly expensive for me anyway with what I do because lift, lifts oh. are taken care of, and I do get discounts on equipment. Okay. Pretty substantial. Um, <laughs> you stumped this is him. hard one. Stumped yeah, him. This is hard. I thought this one was super easy. No, it's super hard. Yeah. I have to just stop thinking about it or if, I'll keep changing. And the reality is if I were 10 times better at skiing, because that is so much, that's so much better. Like 10 times. You would be the world's best gear. I, I very well might like eke that out. Like I feel weird saying that because I know how good those guys are. But ten times and, better, and ladies, you'd be there. Uh, I probably would be, and that would be weird. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because if I'm ten times better at disc golf, I'm the best disc golfer in the world. By I, mathematically, I'd have to be the best skier in the world. 
Yeah. Uh, I would have. I would say skiing. That I'm. I would have to say skiing. That would be really fun. That'd be amazing. Right. <sighs> good question. That is a really good question. Dang. All right. Well, thanks for writing in. Uh, next one. I think that's the end of the hypotheticals. Is it really? We have we have talking points, but I think that's the end of hypotheticals. Um. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, so we're gonna go back to just some other emails that we got then, or should we call it a night? It's forty minutes. Let's call it a night. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Right uh, in. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Uh. Yeah. Right in. Prime to. We'll be going through talking points next week. Primediscoff yep. at gmail.com. Yes. So if you have questions, yeah, now's the time to get them in because I know we've been loading up many size hypotheticals. But if you have any questions, please let us know. I'm going to go play disc golf this week. I'm excited about that. Yeah. <gasps> news. News update. Flash. Breaking news. Uh, protos are in the mail. Oh, yeah. So within the next. How many did you say? Six new molds. So that's all trilogy companies, right? Yeah. I think so, it's three latitude, two dynamic, and one west side, or maybe two, two, two. I think it's three dynamic, right? Oh, well, maybe they're not all released. I could have gotten them switched. They're, one, one could be the trilogy. One of the one. dynamic one is trilogy, yeah. Okay. So, but in either next week's episode or the week after that, we will be reviewing new frisbees. Awesome. Which is when one of the come best. In, let me know because let's. Yeah, absolutely. So if we can review them at the same time, that'd be awesome too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. naturally. Um, yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. New exciting plastic. things coming. Um, I got a. Uh, DD mystery box. Did I talk about this for Christmas? Bought myself it for Christmas and then had my wife give it to me. No, that's great though. You <laughs> um, told me she got you a Batman putter. Yeah, she did. She made one for me, cool. which is very sweet. Uh, uh, so uh, I got the mystery box from Dynamic because I like mystery boxes. I don't. I, I do too. The the appeal is wearing off on me because I know what I like now more. So just having a mystery mm-hmm. is good. I got a first run captain, which I'm excited about got a catapult which i think i'll try and i don't know if i like it or not um got a shield which i know i don't love Ooh. um i'll trade you it's a pretty one too it's like a burst i'll trade it's, you for it it's pretty um and then what do you use the shield for i want to start throwing them again putting with them no or th- throwing throwing oh, okay um and i got everyone's favorite disc river pro yes yes in gold line so very Ooh. nice Better than better than the other one. I'll throw it. Yeah. I, well, actually, I, I'm thinking about just trading it in brand new. <laughs> and I never trade in discs, but I hate that disc so much. If you're kind of new to the show, he hates, hates, hates River Pros. They're awful. It was early experience, Trilogy Challenge, didn't go well. I guess that's true. That was He's very new vengeance. to the sport or very new to like seriously playing the sport. Holding a vengeance. Um, right. If anybody likes the River Pro, please write in and let us know. Give it a defense. I'm guessing anybody who likes the River Pro is now throwing the Explorer. But I, I'm curious if there's anybody who likes the River Pro. Like, I mean, the I, Explorer, I could understand like kind of a function of it. The River Pro goes about seven feet and fa- and just dies left. And see, I like the flight of the River Pro. I just it feels weird to me. But it doesn't go far. Like you can't. No, no, no. And that's the point. It's like a mid-range fairway crossover over stable. So I, you know, I like to throw things that don't go far, so that I don't go too far. But how far can you throw a River Pro? Probably 400. Really? Yeah, 375. Somewhere in there. Prove it. Okay. We'll have to, I still have one. I've got some of my, I've got one in my trunk, too. At least one. Um, yeah. Place your bets over under 400 feet. Yeah. Because I, I haven't thrown one. I, 
I shouldn't say that. I, I've thrown them just as a, you know, in my practice bag, but I don't even notice when I'm throwing it necessarily. It's just throwing plastic out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like when I was playing the, the um, Trilogy Challenge with the River Pro, like it seriously went 100 feet and just hit the ground. That was it. That was all it did. Went 100 feet and hit the ground. And yeah. hard left. That's a really hard disc to learn with. And so I just didn't quite make sense to me why anyone would want to bag that thing. When there's great mid-ranges, great fairway drivers, and why throw something 100% when you could just throw something 70% and not wear yourself out so much, or 80% even? Because it's easier to know what 100 is than 70 or 80. But it's, unless you're excellent at the sport, it's really hard to throw uh, 100% under control. Well, 100% to me means as hard as you can throw, mostly accurately. Okay. It's not go out there and try to let your arm come out with the disc. You know, it's just throw it as hard as you can comfortably. All right. Well, we'll see. Yeah, anyway. I also picked up one of those Thailand Invitational discs to oh, nice. enter the tournament. Nice. So That'd be cool. No one else buy those because I would really <laughs> like to win. Uh, yep, they're actually sold out. Sorry. Are they? No, I was just saying. Up your uh, odds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's none available anymore ever. <laughs> uh, but I'm not, I'm guessing my odds are fairly good. Like, I don't know how many of those they made. Better than like normal lottery stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I mean, it's like what the odds of winning like a Powerball or something are like one in infinitesimal. Twelve amount. billion. Yeah, yeah. So the odds are zero. I, I wonder how many of those they produced. I don't know, like four thousand, seven thousand. I don't know. Either way, know. good odds. Yeah, decent enough. Decent enough, especially when I'm getting an Emac Truth that I like. Yeah. So very true. <sighs> Big things coming. Did we give the websites Facebook? We gave an email. Such prom disc golf. Instagram, um, Prom Disc Golf. You guys know where to find us. So Gavin's kind of got the Facebook. I've kind of got the Instagram. We share the email. Yeah. Uh, any of them. We check them. You know, if you want to like, if you want to mail us something, there's a P.O. Box on our Facebook page. P.O. Box 521-788, Salt Lake City, Utah. I can't remember the zip code. Um, it's a P.O. Box that I keep for my other business. But if you want to send us stuff, that's great. Yeah. Um, we'll happily take it. Um, and uh, until next time, keep throwing plastic. Cheers.